You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. We're taking a look now at uh, state-owned entities and appointing the right individuals for state-owned entities. I'm joined by uh, Professor Parmi Natasan, who is the Chief Executive Officer at the Institute of Directors in South Africa, to take a look at this. Um, Prof. Natasan, good day. Thanks so much for taking the time. How do we ensure that we appoint the right people at uh, any entity, not just state-owned entities? Good afternoon. Um, Yeah, I think it's something we've been speaking about for a very long time because directorship is quite a serious role uh, played within organizations and we've seen the consequences where where it isn't done properly or, you know, serious um, errors are made, misconduct, etc. So I think it's really important to consider what competencies uh, are being sought before appointments are made. So what technical knowledge, um, experience, qualifications, etc. we want individuals to have in order for them to understand the business and apply their business judgment and ultimately make good decisions for the organization. And then, of course, we're looking for social and personal skills. So how do they interact in a boardroom, add value, etc. And then most importantly, we are also looking for a certain moral compass, right, to do the right thing for the organization you're serving and not for your individual needs or wants. So I think those are the three things, yeah, that you need to look at. Mm. Prof. Natasan, we've got a very clear governance structure that um, sort of governs and dictates this. I mean, I'm referring to uh, King Four, obviously. The importance of uh, legislation or policy or procedures such as that in ensuring that we don't have um, board appointees driving the wrong agendas or um, shareholders that have appointed them asserting a certain level of dominance that almost takes away the independence or the ability of these uh, appointed individuals to conduct what they're elected to do. How important is it to be referring to framework like this and relying on framework like this? I think it's very critical. You know, Kingfor sets out governance best practice, which should be followed. I think the challenge comes in is that Kingfor has to work within the legislative framework that already exists for entities. And I think um, in, in the public sector, what I'm seeing is either the enabling legislation or the shareholder compact documents or the MOIs, etc., sort of blur the lines and, and don't necessarily um, comply with what King 4 is recommending. So that's where you'll see the issue of, you know, non-consideration really of competencies when appointments are made because the way it works currently in our public sector is government or the minister makes appointments to these boards. And one has to wonder what criteria they're taking into account when we know that there's a political play here. Um, and then, you know, also with blurring of lines, again, you know, in, in a normal governance structure, you have a shareholder who appoints a board. The board are the ones with the liability and obligations towards the entity. They should therefore be free to, you know, exercise their own discretion and make up their own minds independently on decisions. But far too often we see shareholder being a uh, minister representing government is making decisions, is wanting to set strategy, is wanting to, you know, guide the board on how they must make the decisions instead of letting them apply their minds. And I mean, also we see that the shareholder wants to appoint CEOs very often. And even that messes with the governance structure because the CEO should be accountable to their board and should be appointed by their board. Because how can you put a board in place? Tell them legally in terms of our Companies Act, etc. you have all these legal duties and potential liability when things go wrong, but then your hands are almost tied on the other end in terms of making decisions. It doesn't make sense. 
Prof Natasan, would you say this is one of the reasons why we're seeing um, a limited effectiveness of boards? I mean, I, one example that comes to mind is uh, the post offices board. Um, and just from an accountability point of view as well, is this why we're not seeing that boards are held to the same standards as perhaps in the private sector because of this blurred relationship once the shareholder appoints the board members? Absolutely. Look, I think there's challenges for boards in both the private and public sector. So we're not saying the private sector boards are perfect either. I think all of them need to really look at their nominations processes and how they're finding candidates, etc. I think it's just exacerbated in the public sector because of this political influence. Now, if we're appointing candidates because of their uh, political stance or uh, in relationships with a certain political party, etc., and not necessarily looking at whether they have the competencies to serve as a director, obviously there's going to be impact to the organization. So that board itself is not going to be performing and and that's going to flow down to the organization not performing, unfortunately. What do we make of the rotation of certain board members between SOEs? You'll find that a CFO of one SOE will jump off and become CFO of another SOE. How does that uh, factor into, one, the limitation of bringing in new and experienced personnel, but two, also from a transparency and a governance point of view? Look, I think uh, if you're looking at CFO specifically, that's an employment position, not necessarily a non-executive director position, right? So, yes, we may have executives moving from one entity to the other. Um, and that's not a, in itself a problem. I think the problem comes in when there's a lack of transparency on the reasons they left the, the initial entity. So oftentimes there they are, you know, reasons related to performance, misconduct, etc. And these, you know, may or may not be public and, and, and oftentimes settlements are reached with confidentiality clauses, etc. And then people are just appointed elsewhere. And then that really leads to a lack of, of accountability in the end. A lot, more, a lot more needs to be done to ensure that we have uh, the right people in the right positions, especially at state-owned entities. Thanks so much, Prof. That's Prof. Parmi Natasan, who is the CEO of the Institute of Directors in South Africa, giving us her thoughts on appointing the right individuals.